Which one you want me on, Andy? This one? Is it on? Can you hear me? Okay. Is it on? Now you can hear me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be reading from Matthew 27, uh, 1 through 26. When the morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him, and they led him away to be delivered to him over to Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying an innocent blood. They responded, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went and he hung himself. But the chief priest, taking pieces of silver, said, it is, not lawf- it is not lawful to put this money, put them into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel, and they brought it with them to Potter's Field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the Field of Blood to this day. Then it was filled with what has spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom the price has been set, 
by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them to the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave them no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd any prisoner from whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask, Barabbas, ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And the governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to them, to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? And they all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they all shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourself. And all the people answered, His blood will be on us and our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, having scourged Jesus and delivered him to be crucified. Please rise and we will sing hymn number 218, 218.
I'll be reading verses 27 to 44. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. Kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. And they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priest, with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For, for he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Please rise and we will sing hymn number 219. 219.
I'll continue on with verse 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other says, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with them, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly this was the Son of God. There were also many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. You know, when we look at just this account found in Matthew's gospel, it should overwhelm us. The other gospel writers add more and more information to the suffering that Jesus endured for us. What we see in these verses, though, is what we see throughout all of Scripture. We see the perfection, the perfection, the absolute perfection of Jesus Christ. He who had no sin became sin for our sake. We also see the perfect will of the Father played out. None of this was outside of the will of God. You know, when Isaiah said it pleased the Father to crush his son. It's all part of the plan. Which shows us prophecy, the validity of prophecy, many prophecies. There's enough information out there for people to believe which leads us to another point, the sinfulness of man. The sinfulness of man, which we've seen throughout all of scriptures, and we see throughout all our lives. A perfect God, perfect plan of God the Father, and the sinfulness of men. You know, Isaiah was one of those prophecies. And in Isaiah 53, 
starting in verse 4, it tells us there, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. And in Isaiah 50, 61, I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. The evilness of man, the crucifixion, and what the Roman soldiers would do to their prisoners, not only Jesus, just demonstrates how wicked and evil men can be. They beat Jesus so bloody that he was unrecognizable, which was foretold in Isaiah 52, 14. As many were astounded at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his face beyond that of the children of mankind. could hardly recognize him as a man. They beat him so bloody. And in Psalm twenty-two, sixteen, it tells us, For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. We as men have nothing to brag about in ourselves. If it wasn't for the grace of Jesus Christ and his saving us, we could be those men. And that is why we must be so grateful and remember on this day what Jesus has done for his people, his saints. You know, you wonder why you see so much wickedness in the world and you wonder how men can be so cruel to other men. Which should be unimaginable for anybody who's a true believer. It's because they do not have that light in them or they suppress the light. There is no depth of wickedness that man cannot do. We're as perfect of sinners as God is perfect in holiness. We all know we still sin. We're covered by what happened here many years ago as Jesus hung on the cross. He could have came down. But he said, Father, your will, not mine. Because he was a covenant keeper. He kept covenant. He was part of the plan. And he fulfilled it perfectly. That's why he said, it is finished. And what beautiful words for mankind, it is finished. The price is paid. Our sins are now covered. Our sins are now covered. 
That should compel us to be covenant keepers with our God. Because he paid a heavy price for each time we break the covenant, had broken the covenant, the sins. But you know, there will be a time of judgment. And unfortunately for the Jews of that time, they gave a prophecy of themselves. Let his blood be on us and our children. And it was. And they were punished in 70 A.D. The wickedness of men will always be judged and punished. We will stand before the righteous king. And he will say, Your, our price has been paid by another. Not so for those who are without Christ. So I say we go with grateful hearts, remembering what our Lord has done for us so many years ago. We'll have some special music now with Justin. And Christy.
When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I will arise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people, He has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Please rise and we will sing hymn number 224, 224. 